1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. We're following every Carolina Panthers game. I go live right there on the channel. If you ever miss a live show, that's okay. You can always check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like this upcoming Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailback on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up in the Apple or Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. That's in all caps in the game store. The Carolina Panthers lost on Sunday. 24 to 16 to a Pittsburgh Steelers team that really had not much to play for at all, other than pride and trying to make sure that Mike Tomlin never has a losing season as Pittsburgh Steelers coach. They would have to win out in order for that to happen. They came off of a crushing loss to their rival, the Baltimore Ravens, who were down to their third string quarterback. And despite all that, they were able to reel off 157 yards rushing on the ground, only allow the Carolina Panthers 21 rushing yards on 16 carries, and have four drives of over 10 plus plays including a 21 play 91 yard drive that took up over 11 minutes of the clock to come out of halftime there in the third quarter and the Carolina Panthers suffered what was a not necessarily a devastating loss but a loss that hurts their playoff momentum now the Carolina Panthers are still alive in the NFC South and we'll talk about that here in a moment was listening to uh, Steve Wilkes the day after press conference, following the Panthers' loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, speaking to the media on Monday, and Steve Wilkes reiterated just how disappointing of a loss it was for the Panthers and that he highlighted the fact that they lost the battle at the line of scrimmage and that they did not play their brand of football. And I broke it down very simply for y'all yesterday. They could not stop the run. They could not run the football. And the Panthers could knock get off a third down. Gave 157 yards rushing. Had, again, 21 rushing yards and 16 carries, which is 1.3 yards per carry, which is putrid. And they were 12 of 16, the Pittsburgh Steelers were, converting on third down. The Carolina Panthers had 12 total first downs in that game. And the Panthers, again, rushing for 21 yards. It's the fourth fewest in team history and the lowest total in 10 years. They took a step back from what we had seen in the last couple of weeks where they dominated the run game against Denver last week against the Seattle Seahawks, one of the worst rushing defense teams in the entire NFL, and they were not able to control the line scrimmage and play great defense like they had done, which had led them to finally getting back-to-back wins for the first time since week two and week three of the 2021 season and getting a win on the road for the first time since the win in Arizona back in November of 2021. All that went out the window as Carolina Panthers were once again playing a road game at home in front of all the terrible towels and Steeler fans. And I'm not going to sit here and blame the Panther fans because I'm I'm pretty sure plenty of those tickets were already sold long ago when Matt Rule was gone. People thought the season was over, but also the secondary market and how tickets go there where Pittsburgh Steeler fans are going to make an effort to really get to see their team play. So it's unfortunate how things uh, played out on Sunday, but the Carolina Panthers are not dead. But Steve Wilkes now, he's really not focused on what happened. With Pittsburgh, he's now focusing on getting back to their brand of football. He's focused on getting back to basics. And he says that now the teams really know what they're trying to do. And it's not, he's not going to say, you know, the book is out on Carolina. But it's very obvious what the Carolina Panthers want to do if they want to win games. They want to run the football well. They want to play great defense. And, again, they didn't do that on Sunday. That's why they lost. And they don't have the quarterback in Sam Darnold. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Sam Darnold played poorly on Sunday because he did not. I thought Sam Darnold, what they got from him – was good enough, had the Panthers, or at least it should have been good enough, had the Panthers been able to run the football like we've become accustomed to running the ball under Steve Wilkes over the past eight weeks prior to yesterday's game. So it's not on Sam. But if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and I'm the Detroit Lions and I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, I'm going to want Sam Darnold to beat me. Because as we've seen through his first four-plus years in the NFL, when asked to do that, he's not going to do that. So the Carolina Panthers have to be able to run the football well. And Steve Wilkes is talking about getting back to basics, that also they need to be able to push the ball downfield when teams load the box. How much success will Carolina have with that? You saw Terrace Marshall had a ball that he caught that could have been a touchdown had it not been underthrown by Sam. We also saw um, a couple weeks ago in a Denver game, Sam Darnold able to hit DJ Moore down the sideline with a nice throw. Like Sam has the ability to do that. Can he do it with consistency? I don't know, but when he has the opportunities to hit those shots downfield, he's got to do it. And he did it a couple times on Sunday afternoon. So, when they run into those situations, if Sam Darwin was able to do that, to take pressure off the run game, that's only going to help Carolina moving forward in their final three games starting on Saturday when the Detroit Lions come to town. Now, Also, what would help, though, is getting Deontay Foreman back to what he was – Prior to the buy. I'm not sure whether it's his foot that's still bothering or not. He's only had 83 yards rushing on 31 carries in the past two games combined. On Sunday, it was 10 carries, 9 yards. Just the worst performance that he's had as a Carolina Panther. He's only averaging 2.6 yards per carry in the Panthers' past two games. They really need to get him back going and run the football well. And getting downhill and really wearing on these defenses. If the Panthers are going to be able to hold on and win the next three games. To end up winning the NFC South. Now, also when you're looking at it. It's not just the offensive line that struggled and the running backs and the offense as a whole. It's also defensively, as I brought up, they gave 157 yards up on Sunday. Steve Wilkes talked about the defensive line play too laterally versus Pittsburgh, and the linebackers need to do a better job getting off their blocks and run fitting. You would have seen that Shaq Thompson had a ton of tackles and Frankie Louvre. He's been all over the, all over the place, but they still missed opportunities throughout that game that could have helped them win on Sunday afternoon to be able to get off the field, especially not allowing Pittsburgh to be in those short third down distances. Like, they had a couple third and longs, which they were able to convert because of Deontay Johnson and and George Pickens picking on Keith Taylor and being able to really play well against him in those matchups. But also, there's plenty of times where they had third and one, third and two, where they could just line up under center and have Mitch Trubisky go as a quarterback sneak and push from behind and easily pick up the first down. The Panthers got to find a way to get the – Detroit and all the teams moving forward, Tampa and New Orleans, not in those situations. And it would have helped had on those early downs, they've been able to do better and been able not to play as laterally defensively as far, as far as the defensive line goes. And the linebackers been able to get after blocks and run fit. So that's just some of the issues that they had in that game on Sunday. We all saw it as a very simple breakdown of why the Panthers lost. And it's going to be the formula that teams are going to try and use to prevent the Panthers from winning which means that Sam darwin has got to step up when called upon. It also means the offensive line has to also be physical and be able to set the tone like they've done over the last couple of weeks. Now, speaking of that, the message going into the Seattle game was talking about a playoff mentality. It was talking about doing something they had not done all year long. Then last week was all about protecting the bank. One thing that Steve Wilkes thinks his team got away from was <clears throat> the physicality of the game. As last week was the only week since he's became the interim head coach here in Carolina that they did not put the pads on. He said the pads are coming right back on this week. They were off on Monday. They're back on Tuesday and ready to go on that Saturday game against Detroit later on this week. He's putting back the pads on. He's trying to recreate that playoff mindset and get these guys back to that physicality and that mentality that they need in order to win football games moving forward. He's not quite sure. Whether that played a factor in them losing the game on Sunday, but he certainly wants to get back to what the Carolina Panthers have done over the last couple weeks and really hone in on that mentality moving forward. Now, a couple updates. Sam Darnold will once again start on Saturday against the Detroit Lions on Christmas Eve. I don't really see why he wouldn't start in the rest of the way. It makes sense for Sam to be the starting quarterback. If you play Detroit, then you come back and play Tampa on the road at New Orleans. Don't really see what good it would do. Throwing PJ Walker back out there as far as just a quarterback flip flop. He rolled a sand the last three weeks. Might as well go him out there in the final three weeks of the season, unless he's injured. And of course, we'll see PJ Walker. So, no problem with that. As far as injury updates, didn't have really an update on C.J. Henderson, who went out with an ankle injury early in that game, which led to Keith Taylor playing a lot of snaps. Now, Keith Taylor would get to start again on Saturday if C.J. Henderson's not able to go, but it would be more of a by-committee approach, meaning guys like T.J. Carey, we'd see more of him. There's the thought that, that uh, Tay Hayes, uh, the, the App State product, could be elevated from the practice squad and back out there, a part of the 53-man roster on Saturday's game against Detroit. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. And Steve Wilkes, again, said on Sunday after the loss that he doesn't want to hear anyone in the building talking playoffs. We'll keep talking playoffs because the Carolina Panthers are still in it. What he wants them to talk about more is establishing the run, being able to stop the run, converting on third down, and then being able to get off the field on third down, all four things that they struggled with on Sunday in that loss to Pittsburgh. And until they do that, the playoffs, at least for him, are not worth having a conversation. Also, just try to have a one-track mind and not to get too caught up in that. Now, as far as this show and as far as us, we can still talk about the playoffs. Because Despite Carolina losing on Sunday, they're still alive. The Falcons lost, the Saints won. They're all tied at the bottom of the NFC South, the 5-9, and nine, but all just one game back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, we'll talk more about the Panthers' chances in... Should we really be taking it seriously after them laying a big egg against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. I'm really geeked out by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the Mobile Game Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to as well. Locked on Panthers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. This episode of Locked on Panthers is also brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just trying to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Mini Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Somehow, someway, the Carolina Panthers are still alive in the NFC South. And as I've been saying throughout the season, no matter how bad they were, they were always going to be in it late into December. And, Lo and behold, that has come to fruition as the Panthers lost, of course, 24-16 on Sunday, but got some help by New Orleans beating the Falcons. But more importantly, the Cincinnati Bengals coming back from a 17-0 deficit to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-17, or maybe been a little bit more than that, maybe I mean 34-23 on the road in Tampa on Sunday. And that was really the result that mattered the most. The Carolina Panthers, I felt like, going in the final weeks of the season, 3-1 and would get it done. Of course, 4-0 was preferred. It would mean that you wouldn't have to uh, bank on someone like Tampa losing again. But also, the Panthers had a margin for error. And they really needed the Tampa Bay to lose to Cincinnati. Now, doing a show yesterday or on Sunday, whenever you listen to it, I was talking about how at that point in time, I was going live, the game was on, that if the Tampa doesn't lose, I don't know when they would have lost again. Outside of potentially losing the Carolinas, the Panthers would need them to lose a game outside of their matchup in Week 17 as they're going on the road this upcoming week at Arizona, who lost Colt McCoy, who is the backup. And then, of course, Kyler Murray's out for the rest of the season with an ACL. Then later on in the season, Week 18, they have at Atlanta, who started Desmond Ritter. In Sunday's matchup against the New Orleans Saints, he's going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. And I also believe they lost one of their running backs for the rest of the season as well. So the Falcons don't look like they're much of a threat to Tampa. Tampa needed to lose to Cincinnati, and the Panthers needed that to happen for them to be alive and to control their own playoff path moving forward. Now, they had that chance last week. They lost to Pittsburgh. Now they have that chance again a mulligan, so to say, uh, against Detroit on Sunday and then moving forward, of course, against Tampa on the road and at New Orleans. Can they take advantage of that? Should we even really take this team seriously? Because right now, it's Tampa or Carolina, in my opinion, in the NFC South. The Falcons, if they lose next week or this week coming up, they're eliminated from wild card contention. Honestly, eight losses is just not going to be good enough for any of these teams uh, to get into. And if Falcons have nine losses, like, they're done. I just don't think that – uh that 9-8 is going to be good enough in the NFC this year, especially when you look at the the Commanders and the Giants both having – uh, that tie, and then the Giants are now eight five and one. So really, you're looking at the Commanders. That's going to probably help them getting to the playoffs this year because they did tie a couple weeks back against the Giants. But the Falcons also, for them to even be able to get to the playoffs, they would need to win their final three games at Baltimore. Don't see that happening versus Arizona. Very possible versus Tampa. I don't really see that happening either. They also would need the Bucks to lose their final three games, which would be at Arizona. Don't really see that loss happening against Carolina, which is very possible. And, of course, the Falcons would need to beat the Buccaneers. So, I don't think that's going to happen as far as that goes. And the Panthers, of course, would need to lose to the Saints and the Lions. And then the Saints would need to lose to the Browns and Eagles. So, the Falcons need to win the rest of their three games, which not going to happen, and then they get a ton of help from both Tampa, New Orleans, and Carolina. As far as the Saints go, they could make the playoffs at 7-10 and 10, as long as they beat the Panthers, which is insane to think about that. They would need the Bucks to lose their final three games, though. Two again. Um, Arizona, Carolina, then Atlanta. Hard to see that happening. And it would need the Panthers to lose to the Lions and Falcons – and uh, to the Lions, and then the Falcons to lose to either the Ravens or Cardinals, which is a very high probability that's going to happen. But Tampa Bay losing out, don't really see that happening, which is, again, why it comes back to it's this simple. It's the Bucks or the Panthers. The Bucks can afford to lose on Sunday at Arizona or in Week 18 against the Falcons – but the one game that they have to win absolutely if they want to win the division is next week at home against the Carolina Panthers. And for the Panthers, they just got to win against Detroit, which is a lot easier said than done, win at Tampa, beat New Orleans, and they're in. That Bucks game is the most important game. But really, the whole season comes down to Saturday against Detroit. I watched a little bit of that Lions-Jets game on Sunday. The Lions are they are legit, man. They won 6-7. to seven and that lot the only loss they had in that period of time was a home game on Thanksgiving against Detroit where Dan Campbell I don't know what they were doing clock management wise I'm sure y'all watched a little bit of that game as is tradition to watch the Lots of Lions lose on Thanksgiving I don't know what Dan Campbell was trying to do. I guess they were trying to play for the field goal and play for overtime at home against a team that's better than them. Didn't really make a ton of sense to me. They still left way too much time on the clock. Buffalo went down, kicked the field goal, beat them. They absolutely deserved to lose that game based off of the coaching. Jared Goff also missed what should have been a very easy touchdown on that final drive that Detroit had in that loss to the Bills. But the Lions were playing well. And when they go on the road and they get a special teams touchdown – they get a touchdown late in that game. with The Jets defense, that has been terrific all year. Blew a coverage when they were expecting it to be, you know, fourth and one kind of a, a quarterback sneak. They were not expecting what their Lions pulled out. For the Lions to win that game, that shows you how tough this team is going to be. And the Jets, they went out, they can go to the playoffs as well. You know, it's not the same old Jets. They're a little bit better than they have been, of course, a lot better than they've been in recent times. Detroit's been impressive. You know, they beat up on the Vikings, who – they're 11-3, the Vikings are. They're not the most impressive 11-3 and three team you've ever seen. But Detroit beat them. And they're legitimate playoff contenders at this point in time. So, Sunday, it's not just the Panthers trying to stay alive in the playoffs. because they lose to Detroit, I think it's over at that, uh, that point in time. Tampa would then have a two-game league because I just do not see Tampa going on the road and losing to a Cardinals team that might not have Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray playing at quarterback. They definitely don't have Kyler Murray, but they might not have Colt McCoy. So, I don't see them losing that game. And then the Panthers would need to beat the, the Bucks, and then they would need the Bucks to lose to the Falcons. Just you're asking far too much out of the Cardinals and the Falcons if you lose this game on Sunday, and never mind all that brings back with the New Orleans Saints as far as allowing them back in the conversation. But really, it would just mean that Tampa Bay has has won the division at that point in time if they're able to. If the Panthers lose on Saturday against the Lions, so this is the season. is what they needed. They could lose to Pittsburgh. They could have lost to Detroit. I felt like the most likely of those losses was going to be to Detroit. I thought that was a game they were probably going to lose. But now the Panthers have to win that game and then go on the road against two divisional opponents who are still playing for their playoff lives. The margin for error is gone. It's gut check time for Carolina. Steve Wilkes talked about putting on the pads, getting back to basics. Really, they got to have that playoff mentality. Absolutely, because the playoffs – are completely out the window if they lose on Saturday because I do not see Tampa Bay giving them another chance to get right back into this thing in the MC South if they lose that game on Saturday against Detroit. Now, one thing that we didn't go over on Sunday's game, or about Sunday's game, or following Sunday's game, was the Carolina Panthers who once again have a fifth straight losing season. And that just stinks. And it's sitting here, I'm wondering, are we ever going to get to see winning football again here in Carolina? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Y'all have been telling you about price picks for a while now. You should know how it works by now. If you don't, if you pick two to five players, if they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Pricepix offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's college basketball, and women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border in Canada. Download the Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% inch deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an inch deposit match up to $100. When you download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up today.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: One thing that completely escaped me following the Panthers' loss to Pittsburgh as I simply broke it down as they lost about the line of scrimmage. And there wasn't much that needed to be said. The Panthers, fortunately, as we just went over, are still alive in the NFC South, and they still can host a playoff game, and that would be great. It'd be cool to be back in the postseason, but we all know that they get there, they're probably not going to go very far. Now, the, the the Dallas Cowboys, who someone had sent to me uh, on the Friday mailbag, the Panthers have eight wins since 2000 in the playoffs, the Cowboys have three. The Cowboys, when they get to the playoffs, as we saw last year in that wildcard game, against the 49ers, they lose. And we've seen them struggle against Houston, who almost beat Kansas City on Sunday as well. So the Texans, while being 1-11-1, I believe, or 1-12-1, whatever it is, they're terrible, uh, the Texans have been competitive the last two weeks against two teams that are going to the playoffs in Kansas City, who's still battling to be the top seed in the AFC, and Dallas, who will have to go on the road as the five seed in the Super Bowl, Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFC. Uh, but the Cowboys... That's a team that could lose. They lost to the Jags in overtime 40-34 to 34, on a uh, tipped uh, pick six that Dak Prescott threw. So it's not, it's not, this is not necessarily a Cowboys team that's playing well at, the, at this moment. So the Carolina Panthers could absolutely get in, be at home, and win that game. You do wonder, though, what would the crowd be like? Would people be charged up about it? Because we did see how things played out on Sunday with Pittsburgh, and it's not like that's news. We've seen it happen with legacy franchises like the 49ers. We saw it uh, with the Cowboys plenty of times as well. I mean, I do recall the uh, the 2003 season, 2004 playoffs, the Panthers did play Dallas at home, and I feel like that was a far more predominant Panthers crowd. And back then, 18 years ago, I guess 19 years ago, um, things were different here in Charlotte. It, it, the city is not nearly as, as big as it is today, and there weren't as many transplants as there are today. So I'm sure that has attributed to uh, the fam apathy. But really what's attributed to it is the fact that when you want to start believing like we did over the last two weeks after an impressive win against Denver, and the Broncos are no good, but the Panthers went out there and they beat up on a bad team, which is what you want to see them do. If they get a bye week, they come out of the bye they play really well in Seattle, a place that has been a difficult place in the past for the Carolina Panthers to win, but a Seahawks team that is still there in the thick of things in the wild card race. They've already lost out on the NFC West division title as the uh, 49ers wrapped it up on Thursday Night Football with their win in Seattle. But you beat a Seahawks team that had been a surprise in the NFL this year, and you went on, on the road and won. And you started building up some some momentum. And all week, last week, all we heard was, hey, you got to defend the bank, defend the bank. And, hey, go out there and fans, make sure to get in the stands, make sure to keep those Steeler fans out, which was never a realistic expectation for Steve Books to have, or for really anyone to have of the fan base. And I'm not getting blaming the fan base. It's just the dynamics of how things are here in Charlotte right now. But you see exactly on Sunday the way they played why people can't sit here and have this optimism about this team. And it's more; it's even more illustrated by the fact that the Carolina Panthers, with that loss on Sunday, are guaranteed their fifth straight losing season. And we're not gonna, we're not going to count a playoff win because that does not count as far as your record goes at the end of the day. But they would have a fifth straight losing season. So we're looking at losing season eighteen when they fell apart in the second half. Nineteen, the same case, losing Cam Newton after two weeks. Twenty twenty, five and eleven. Never expected anything to happen, but losing so many games. On the inability to drive down the field to either tire, take it, or win the game with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback, and getting off to a 3 0 start last year, and then losing seven straight games in the season. And then what we've dealt with this year with Matt Rule being fired after one and 4 start. Steve Wilkes doing an admirable job, maybe even better than that, uh, being 4 and 5 through nine weeks. But all of that totals up to the Carolina Panthers at best finishing 8 and 9, which would be a division title, and we're celebrating but it still delays the franchise to be able to do anything, do something they have not done in the franchise's history, and that's that back-to-back winning seasons until at the earliest 2024. They could have it next year in 2023. They could get to a winning record, but then they would have to do it again in 2024, which we have not seen. It's been the up and down of this franchise, and really recently it's just been a lot of downs, and I don't recall – and i've got to think about it. i do not think the panthers have had this long of a stretch of losing seasons in its history. cuz i know they went to the playoffs in 2003. They went in five. They went went what in seven or eight. Then maybe maybe okay, let's see. might have been a while there, okay, in between the little the lean years. They probably had an 8 and 8 season there at some point in time. So this has got to be the worst stretch that we of the, the Panthers have had in their franchise's history. And it stinks. That we're sitting here with still a chance to go to the playoffs but yet not able to check the box to start hopefully doing something they've never done before. And David Tepper's talked about having you know the sustained excellence and the sustained success and bringing that to Carolina he had talked about when he fired Matt Rule. Um, without offering any explanation to why he did it, that the Panthers have never had success. Well, they have. We had four out of five playoff seasons back in 13 and 14 and 15, the one down year in 16, but in 17. We had four to five years of the best years of Carolina Panthers football. And since he's taken over – and I can't necessarily sit here and say 18 and 19 were all on him because he wasn't the guys that he had brought in. He was waiting to kind of build the business side before deciding to move on from Ron Rivera and to move on from Cam Newton, a lot of those older aging veterans. And then he brought in Matt Rule, got that wrong. Like the last three years have absolutely been on David Tepper. And from what we've seen in this small sample size, it's hard to imagine that things are going to change quickly under Tepper unless he starts making the right hires. And really, you sit, about, you sit and look at it too – What hurts about the loss on Sunday, other than the embarrassing loss at a home to a team that's no good, and with their entire fan base in there, being the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, is that the guy that you would hope to lead this franchise, potentially Steve Wilkes, might now have lost on an opportunity, depending on how David Tepper wants to evaluate a loss to a franchise he spent a lot of years being a fan of and being a part owner of, and if some of that weighs into his decision-making later on. Whenever he goes through the entirety entire process of um, finding a new head coach here in Carolina, so Vegas win total going into the season it was six and a half. Panthers currently again at five five and nine. It's I could see them getting to seven, but it would not surprise me if they only get to six with New Orleans being the win because next this Saturday and next week those two games are they're not gimmies, and it's hard to really buy into this team being a playoff team. Now that they've lost to Pittsburgh. Because I, I told y'all that, hey, you beat Denver, that's great. Go beat Seattle, now you be even better. But what you got to do is follow it up. Beat a bad team. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this franchise is consistently, it feels like, won games that you didn't think they were going to win, and then lose games you thought they were going to win. And that's what led to the fact that they have, in 28 years, never had back-to-back winning seasons, and we will be waiting until hopefully 30 years. At the earliest for that to happen here, in Carolina, so that's kind of a melancholy way to end this edition of Locked On Panthers. But again, y'all, this is the Locked On Panthers podcast. This is by yours truly, Julian Council. Watch, the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Um, rate, review, subscribe. There, Locked On Panthers, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Where every single Friday, I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday's show. I'll be joined by the sports director over at WCNC, Nick Carboni, to get his thoughts on the Panthers' playoff path and whether they can actually get it done.